0: chuck you're going on your first solo mission undercover in paris are you ready
1: episode of the Chuck series companion. I'm your host The J-Strom, and I'm here to talk about the television series Chuck. It just happens to be my favorite show of all time, and I thought, "Hey, why not do a podcast about my favorite show of all time? I mean, people do Star Trek podcasts, people do Lost podcasts, Battlestar Galactica and Game of Thrones and Walking Dead. Not me, baby. I'm not doing podcasts about those shows. I'm doing it about Chuck, a show that ended in 2012. <laughs> I talked about this on the first episode I ever did of the show, but if, say, you haven't heard that and this is the first time you've ever, hey, I'm going to see what the Chuck series companion is all about, was that after the series Chuck ended on NBC, I felt this kind of emptiness, this urge to go back and start over from the beginning, and I did that. I bought all the uh, seasons on Blu ray. I watched it all the way through. I had a great time binge watching it. Heck, I didn't even remember a lot of stuff as I watched it when it aired. Because, you know, you watch it one episode a week, and then there's a long break over the summer, and then it comes back in the fall, and you kind of forget about those episodes. But re-watching them was fantastic. And I was trying to recapture that feeling I had whenever I finished an episode of Chuck. Like, wow, I want more. But when you get to season five and it all ends, you're like, where's there to go? It's over. And the answer, quite frankly, is to start over. Well, I've done that. I've rewatched the series a couple of times, maybe several times. But I thought, hey, I do a podcast called Entertainment Landfill. I've, In fact, I've been podcasting since 2005. Why don't I do a podcast based on my favorite show, Chuck and talk about why I love this show so much. It isn't just the cast. It isn't just the premise. It isn't just uh, the cool action, the comedy, the romance between Chuck and Sarah. It's also the music in the series. And certainly it has to do with Zachary Levi and Ivan Strahovski and their incredible chemistry, but all the side characters But what is it that brings me back to this? And that's what I'm exploring in the Chuck series companion. I don't just record my thoughts about certain episodes. I also write my thoughts on the Chuck series companion blog, if you will, chuckpodcast.blogspot.com if you go there you can see my recaps of the episodes and i kind of give you an idea of what i thought was funny and my favorite songs etc parts i thought were cool which is pretty much nearly every moment of every episode no (laughs) i'm kidding but seriously guys thank you so much for giving the chuck series companion a try i certainly appreciate it and As I've said before, I'm trying to cover every single episode of Chuck, every season. There are five seasons, there are 91 episodes, and so far, I have done 39 episodes of the Chuck series Companion. So that's right, folks, right now, you are listening to the 40th episode of the Chuck series Companion. I may have started in March of 2015 and it's now august of 2018 but i'm gonna still keep going (laughs) it's taken me a while but don't doubt me i'm gonna do it be patient though because there's a lot of real life stuff going on my daughter just started high school and that's crazy and my wife signed me up to be part of the Booster Club for theater. And I don't even know what that's going to entail. But uh, when I have spare time, I'm going to record an episode of the Chuck Series Companion. And in fact, we're here today to talk about Season 3, Episode 5, Chuck vs. First Class. Yeah, baby. This is an exciting episode. This has special guest star Kristen Crook who you may know as Lana Lang from Smallville. And it also has another special guest, villain, that is. That would be Stone Cold, baby. Stone Cold Steve Austin plays Hugo Panzer. And we will get to that in the episode, but I think it's hilarious that he plays a villain in this. And that's one of the things I love about Chuck. They always did a great job of casting someone to play a part that, There didn't need to be much explanation like, oh, yeah, I can easily see Stone Cold Steve Austin playing a ring bad guy, an assassin, because he's a formidable opponent. And you mean to tell me Chuck has to go up against Stone Cold? Well, heck, I'm going to watch this episode. Of course, we're going to watch it. And that's one of the things I love about Chuck. And if you guys remember, in the previous episode, we were introduced to Daniel Shaw, played by Brandon Routh. Well, he's back for uh, many episodes this season, and we'll see what he has in store for Chuck, because the Chuck team has all sorts of questions about this guy, like, who is this guy, okay? Who's this guy over here? He's in charge of us? Come on, where'd he come from? I don't know. But guys, I am uh, excited to get into this episode. But as I do in every episode of the Chuck Series Companion, I'd like to talk about who wrote and directed this particular episode and that would be chris fedak that's right the co-creator of chuck if you will chris fedak wrote this episode and that's pretty awesome i don't know if you guys know this but chris fedak actually created another show after chuck and it was called deception and it aired on abc for one season it was about a magician who helps the fbi using his magician skills. It kind of sounds ridiculous, but I actually enjoyed the show. I gave it a chance. It was 13 episodes. It was a lot of fun. The main character actually was two characters. He played a pair of twin brothers and he did a great job. And the cast, you kind of started to like them, but by the 13th episode and it was over, we didn't get enough. ABC didn't give it a chance. They canceled the show. We'll never see it again. It's a bummer. And there's one thing that Deception didn't have going for it that Chuck always did. And I'll tell you that right now, and I thought about it for a bit, and that is Warner Brothers music. That's right. Chuck, which is a Warner Brothers property, had access to Warner Brothers label so they could pick any bit of music they wanted to go into the show. And boy, did they chuck is filled with fantastic songs from lots of fantastic bands in fact i've been listening to the chuck playlist on my google music account and it's fantastic there's so many great songs that you discover so many great bands but deception didn't have that they also didn't have tim jones doing the music and there was a hole there in the show that it couldn't quite fill and uh it's unfortunate. I'm sure Chris Fedak will be back to the drawing board and pitch another show, but uh, I love that guy. Especially because he created my favorite show of all time, which is, of course, Chuck. This episode was directed by, I love this guy's name, Frederick E.O. Toy. And I guarantee you guys have seen his name in credits before. He's directed so many shows. He's directed episodes of Westworld. He's directed episodes of Person of Interest of the good wife he's directed NCIS CSI he's directed Hawaii Five-O and most of all he directed 8 episodes of one of my favorite shows of all time Fringe he directed 5 episodes of Chuck which is awesome before this episode he did Chuck vs. Undercover Lover he also did about 5 episodes of Alias and an episode of Lost he's one of those guys that work with J.J. Abrams so that's pretty cool and certainly, thank you for directing this episode, Frederick. <laughs> now, as I said before, this episode guest stars Kristen Crook, who can now be seen on the CW show Burden of Truth, which I think she plays a lawyer. But another thing I wanted to talk about, which is like in current events of what's going on with the Chuck cast, Zachary Levi He has been cast as Shazam, and the trailer is out for Shazam. It's a DC property, and it looks fantastic. Shazam basically is a kid, a young kid, teenage boy, who gets the power to become a grown superhero. And so when he says the word Shazam, he becomes Zachary Levi. And so picture Zachary Levi being a superhero, but with the mind of a child, And it's perfect casting, is it not? And also something that's exciting, Yvonne Strahovski is nominated for an Emmy for The Handmaid's Tale. How exciting is that? Let's cheer her on and hope she wins an Emmy because she deserved one every season she worked on Chuck, people. Am I right? Yeah. All of us Chuck fans, we will celebrate when she wins that Emmy. All right, guys, let's get into the episode this episode actually begins without a recap it's just a cold open and we open at the buy more and we hear the song respect sung by otis redding as morgan is on his way to the break room and he senses something's amiss everyone's kind of looking at him with disdain kind of side eyeing him as he walks by but you know what morgan's not gonna let that bother him As Morgan arrives at the break room door, he stops and he puts on an oven mitten. And he looks through the glass and he shows it to Lester. He's not going to have any of their shenanigans. Don't need a doorknob. Nice try. They've got the doorknob wired to a heater where it's like red hot which is certainly dangerous if he would have touched that with his hand, but luckily he was ready for the mitten. But Morgan is here to tell them, hey, there's nothing you can do that I haven't done myself. Lester, you still giving me the silent treatment? It certainly looks like he is, Morgan. Because if you guys remember in the previous episode, he uh, broke up Lester's Fight Club, and he even fired him, and rehired him. So, I guess Lester, he's a little sore about that.
2: Okay. Everybody, good morning. Good morning. Your coffee, sir?
1: Uh, Jeffrey, thank
2: you so much.
1: Oh, that's so nice of Jeff to give Morgan some coffee. What a guy.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, call me old-fashioned, but I just, I prefer cream or relaxative. Yeesh. I need everybody's attention. Look, I know some of you are unhappy that I'm running the buy more. I'm sorry. But all your little tricks and your tactics, I know them all. I taught you them. So listen up. No more sabotage. Thank you. Lester, you're in my chair.
1: But what's this? Lester's not actually sitting in the chair, but he's hovering above it, and it's filled with some kind of substance. Is that glue? Hey,
2: there's one thing I learned in Hawaii. They that I'm good at this, man. I am good at the buy more.
1: No, Morgan, don't sit down! Oh, they got him good. And we hear Respect, sung by Otis Redding, start up again.
2: Do me a favor and grab Chuck for me. Can somebody grab Chuck for me? Hey, Jeff, can you send Chuck back here for me?
1: Uh, yeah, Chuck, uh, Morgan needs you. But Chuck is busy right now. Cut to the sales floor of the Buy More. And Chuck is trying to get Casey's attention to ask more about this Shaw fellow and what the hell is he up to. Casey, I want to ask you about a Beastmaster. Really? No, not really.
3: Hey we got any more info on you know who down in castle shaw
1: yeah yeah shaw I'm busy here chuck why don't you talk to him yourself he's living there
3: living in castle what what casey what's going on is he really in charge of our team
1: Shaw is a special agent with the cia he can do pretty much whatever he wants
3: even more special than me it gets worse whenever a special agent takes over an operation they conduct a review sarah's in there with him right now what do you think they're talking about?
1: I'm going to guess they're probably talking about you, Chuck. But let's go ahead and cut down to Castle and see for ourselves. Is Chuck Bartowski a real spy? Yes, of course he
4: is. Ah, uh, see? I knew it. I mean, his training has been irregular, and he was a civilian only two years ago.
0: Well, these mission reports tell a different story. Sometimes it sounds like Bond, and other times it's like a Jerry Lewis movie.
1: And that's why we love him, Shaw.
0: I need to know... Chuck, a liability.
1: And naturally, Chuck, knowing they're talking about him, he's not going to be able to let this go. See for yourself. Wait, the review's about me? Shouldn't Shaw be asking me about me? Where's the fun in that? Look, I am never going
3: to be able to escape this ridiculous cover if Shaw thinks I'm some moron civilian
1: who just got unlucky enough
3: to get a computer dumped in his
1: head. And I love, you know what Casey's thinking? Oh, that's exactly what you are. But what's this? Here comes Morgan sliding along under the sales floor, still stuck to the break room chair.
3: Okay, here we go, here we go. Come on.
1: Help! Morgan, did you get
2: glued to a chair? Yes, yes I did, okay? The whole store's coming after me, dude. Lester went mute and refuses to talk to me. Maybe because you fired him? I don't know. They've teamed up and formed like an evil cabal of tricksters. I haven't had an untainted cup of coffee in days. I need my free coffee, dude. You know, you give me five minutes running this popsicle stand, we'd be ready.
1: Ooh, that's not a bad idea, Casey. No, nah, no, nah, they can't let them do that. What,
3: ready for what? The Russians.
0: Hey, 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 hey! Little help, oh, guys.
3: Is that is that Shaw? Listen. I'm an integral member of this team, okay? My voice should be heard. Oh, your prepubescent
1: little girl screams are gonna be duly noted. Actually, right now, he wants to see you. And everybody, let's follow him down to Castle as Shaw has a few questions for Chuck. <laughs>
3: Look, Shaw, I'm quite certain that things have been said about either myself or my abilities as a spy. And while I conceive that there are more traditional or professional spies out there... Chuck, this is my meeting. Right, sorry. Please continue.
0: I think we can all agree that this team has been dysfunctional the last two years. And I think I know what the problem is. The problem is them.
1: What? What does that mean?
0: It means he's a moron.
1: <laughs> I love that. Casey calls Shaw a moron. <laughs>
0: chuck they coddle you you could be a great spy but they won't let you evolve really
3: i mean yes yes really he's right let me be a spy let me out of the car i'm ready no shah he's not
0: duly noted and ignored chuck you're going on your first solo mission undercover in paris are you ready
3: absolutely
1: you're damn right he's ready Woohoo! Um, so what are we doing here exactly? Now let's cut back to the Bymore, and Chuck is with Shaw? In the Bymore? Shaw's gotta have a good reason for being in the store.
0: Since your intersect skills can be glitchy, you'll need some basic spycraft for this mission.
1: Have you ever used one of these?
0: A pen? KGB model trank pen.
3: Oh, yeah, Casey's got one of these.
0: Aim it at your target's food or drink, and it's bedtime for bad guy. You want me to trank Jeff? I can't do that. I've read everyone's file. Jeff Barnes will be just fine. Come on, Chuck. You up for this?
1: Yeah. You know what? He's right. Jeff's probably handled way more potent pharmaceuticals in the past.
3: Hey, Jeffy Jeff. How's it hanging, brother? Everything okay?
1: Yeah. Um, what do you mean, okay? What are you doing? You don't usually check up on me like this. Did
3: I do something wrong? No, 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 buddy. Everything's fine. You're fine. Work's fine.
1: And as Chuck is talking to Jeff and easing him, he slowly lifts the spy pen and he squirts in the special sleep juice. I guess if that's what you want to call it. Sleep potion, sleep serum, I don't know.
3: You know, this is more of uh, checking in. Just making sure that you're feeling okay. Just a little human to human-noid interaction so
1: all right well chuck pulled it off nice good thanks yeah a
3: little bit of a rocky start, but i think i finished strong. what's next let's go you're ready what, whoa i am i'm ready after 20 seconds for two years i just
0: wanted to talk to you privately chuck listen you've been on more missions than most spies have been in a lifetime
1: that is true he has been on a lot of missions in fact, he's been on about 40. <laughs> uh, Trust me. you ready? And let's cut to Morgan and he's moseying on up to the nerd herder desk. And look at that. There's a nice coffee just sitting there waiting for him. Oh no.
2: Freshly brewed. Untouched by Jeff's lips. Checkmate, Lester.
1: Checkmate. As assistant manager, I claim this cup of coffee for me. And yeah, he's gonna drink it, everybody. Hmm. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. You gotta understand something. Yeah, I got up pretty early to get all- up. And he's out. Now let's cut down to Castle as Chuck is preparing for his mission.
4: The CIA contacting
1: you in Paris, you're. Traveling his
4: car,
3: Michael. Successful businessman. Itinerary and passport. Guys, it's all good. I'm ready, okay? What are these?
1: Nunchucks. Nunchucks? Nice! Michelangelo would be pleased. And you know what he is, don't you, everybody? Oh! A fellow chucker, eh? That's right. He's a fellow Chucker. (laughs) I just thought that was funny. I don't know why I thought of that.
3: (laughs) You know very well that I don't like carrying guns around. But I thought it wouldn't be such a bad idea to have some kind of offensive weapon, you know, just to have with me. Just in case. And they're supposed to be in the intersex.
1: You know, he's got a good point. Chuck doesn't like to shoot people. He needs to have some other weapons lying around that he could use. Casey, can I have a second? Hmm? Listen, I know you want
4: this to work And you want to impress Shaw But this is crazy
3: Okay, fine, the nunchucks are a little crazy You weren't supposed to see those But Shaw, an honest-to-God, real-life Special agent for the CIA Thinks that I'm ready He thinks that I can do it And I want to prove to him that he's not wrong about me
4: I'm not saying that you can't do this, but Please Please just don't go now Okay, you need more time
1: let's think about why sarah is saying this she obviously wants to protect chuck and she honestly believes he's not ready she doesn't want chuck to get hurt but i'm sorry sarah chuck is ready and shaw knows that he's got to just push him out there and see if this little birdie can fly
0: he's going beckman agrees with me we set up a subnetwork on your phone You'll be able to text and call from the plane. Your ticket and your car's waiting outside. You'll receive further instructions in Paris.
3: Oh, Daddy! First class! That is probably what you do for everybody.
1: Uh, don't be embarrassed, Chuck. I would be impressed. I've never flown first class. I mean, come on! <clears throat>
3: okay, well, see you later. I hope.
1: Well, that's it, guys. Chuck is off to the airport to board the plane, and we hear the song Dream Come True by Alan Et. Thank you. I met a dream come true. And boy, does this plane look fancy. There's even a bar right there in the center. Pretty cool.
5: A night air filled with you. A lovely evening was on. first class, sir. May I take your jacket?
3: You want to take my jacket? Oh, yes, of course. Yes, sorry about
1: that. Oh, Chuck, she doesn't want to steal your jacket.
3: Oh, actually, you know what? I'm going to get my phone and writing utensil. Okay.
1: You make me stop. Well, it looks like Chuck has caught the attention of one Kristen Crook, as I mentioned before, Lana Lang from Smallville. And you know what I just thought of something? Brandon Ralph played Superman. We got two Superman alumni on the show. Pretty cool.
5: Lucky pen? Huh? Lucky pen?
3: No, uh, no, just a you know, just a regular old pen, pen. Okay. <laughs> i'm chuck by the way i mean charles i mean my name is charles but my friends call me chuck
5: i'm hannah just hannah
3: chuck good that makes it easy <laughs> nice to meet you
5: nice to meet you yeah may i offer either of you a drink
3: Ooh, um no you know what i'm on business but uh, thank you
5: me too i'll have his
3: you know on, on second thought i think i will then thank you for thank you. you uh-huh thank you
5: sure so, uh, what do you think of our fellow passengers here in first class? I'm thinking Syrian dignitaries over there, a couple of nuclear physicists. But that bunch, I don't know about them.
3: That bunch over there? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go with Yale fencing team, without a doubt.
5: Spot on. Ah, nice. <laughs> now, what about you, Charles, but my friends call me Chuck?
3: Uh... What about, what about me? Um, I'm in retail, very high-end merchandise at a very prestigious store.
1: He certainly is. And let's cut to that prestigious store, the Buy More, as it looks like Casey is returning to his cover job. And what's this? He sees Morgan unconscious. As you remember, he drank Jeff's polluted coffee and he's inside the claw machine, you know the little thing that grabs little stuffed animals and drops them down the chute. Morgan is inside of it. What the? Poor Morgan, he has no idea where he is.
2: <laughs> Come on, get me out of here. This is not Hey, Casey.
1: Oh, thank you. And Morgan is free. But what's this? All of the employees are now snickering and they're gathering around to see the show. And Casey don't like that very much. (laughs) I love how Casey grunts and they all scatter. See that? see that how do you do that
2: you command respect no
0: i take it
1: i see he takes the respect okay we'll get back to that later now let's cut to the airplane and it's taken off and the mission is a
5: go Shaken, not stirred,
1: sir. Thank you. (laughs) Shaken, not stirred. Come on, Chuck. That's a little too on the
5: nose, isn't it? You don't fly first class often?
3: Well, uh, no. Uh, Of course I do. All the time. L.A. to Paris. Paris to L.A. What about you?
5: Well, I, uh, I work for a private investor. Essentially, he just flies me around the world, and I fix problems for him. IT stuff, computers, mainframes, it's terribly boring, and stress, a lot of stress, but I get to travel and live in Paris. I have a view of the Eiffel Tower. No way. Really? Yeah. Have you been?
3: To the Eiffel Tower? Yeah, so many times. Can't even count how many times. <clears throat> I know everything there is to know about it.
1: I love how Chuck is telling these little fibs, but he's n- not exactly nailing it. She could tell that he's making this stuff up. Oh, but don't look now. Right behind Chuck is one Stone Cold Steve Austin, otherwise known as Hugo Panzer. Chuck,
5: why don't we think of Mr. Muscles over there? Mr. Muscles, let me take a gander. I'm thinking professional wrestler, maybe. <laughs> i love
1: that professional wrestler (laughs) i get it but what's this chuck looks at the guy and he flashes on him whoa he's not a professional wrestler he's a ring operative and it looks like he's killed a lot of people i don't know tough to
3: tell kind of nondescript really don't you think would you excuse me for just a second i gotta use the little boys room yeah i'll be right back
1: okay okay here you go and chuck is no doubt alarmed as he should be and he's gonna have a word with shaw about it
0: hey guys you there chuck flashed yet?
3: yeah how did you know i flash
0: because your mission's not in paris chuck your mission is on the plane
4: What? What do you mean my mission is on the plane? What do you mean the mission is
0: on the plane? Hugo Panzer, the man you flashed on, he's a ring agent. He's moving a CIA crypto key to Paris. He'll put it in cargo. You'll need to get his claim ticket, go to the cargo hold, find his bag, get the key.
3: Yeah, I'm only seeing problems with that plan right now. Hugo Panzer is a bit on the large side. Chuck, I gave you the pen
0: for a reason. You can do this.
3: The pen. Of course, the pen. Trank him get the ticket
1: knock him out drug them do what you gotta do squirt that juice in there no problem chuck please be careful hugo panzer is very dangerous he
4: is a master at close quarters combat
3: sir don't you worry i will have that key back before they serve the lobster and by the way i'm quite looking forward to that hello
1: And she hung up on him, because she's pretty pissed at Shaw right now. You should have
0: told me. And this is why I didn't. Chuck
4: is not ready for Paris, and he's certainly not ready for a mid-air mission. I mean, we can't even go in and help him.
0: Well, now we find out if your asset is a real spy.
4: Who are you, Agent Shaw? Because, you know, I have never heard of you, and neither has Casey. You're a very
0: well-kept secret. I do like my secrets. Don't you? Being the daughter of a con man teaches you that.
1: Whoa, you better watch it, buddy.
4: You really do read everybody's
5: files.
0: Of course. And I have a few questions for you. Seven months ago, when Chuck was in Prague, you went off-grid for three days. This is a surveillance photo of a hotel in Lisbon. This is you. Beckman ordered you to stay in contact, but you ran. Why?
1: It's not what you think.
0: I don't know what to think.
1: Well, guys, if you remember, we all know that Sarah wanted to leave the spy life forever forever with chuck but in chuck versus the pink slip we saw that he chose the spy life to be a hero instead so sarah's got to really think on her feet here and give sean answer
0: are you a double agent a ring operative or is this about chuck
1: i guess she'll give him an answer later now let's cut back to the airplane and chuck needs to do something about this hugo panzer fella
3: Sorry about you. The woman that I'm sitting next to is a bit of a nuisance. Will not shut up.
1: Chuck, don't talk about Hannah that way.
3: So I was kind of wondering if I could flop down here if that's okay. <sighs> Thanks, awesome. yeah you know i think she's an upgrade it's such a bummer too because one of the things i love about first class is the opportunity to really socialize and rub elbows with people that are you know like-minded and not the rabble don't you agree
1: i don't think he agrees chuck because he's putting in his earbuds
3: excuse me oh yeah sure do your thing
1: Well, now that uh, Hugo is going to take a nap while listening to his soothing music, Chuck's going to take the opportunity to slip him a mickey. I love it. Chuck lifts up the shade. I guess it's a privacy shade. He peeks over and it looks like Hannah, she's on her laptop. She's doing some work, so she doesn't know what's going on. So now Chuck needs to seize the opportunity.
3: Crossword time. One across. E-Crew
1: But what's this? The pen's not working. It's not squirting the sleep juice. It's the air pressure. What? Huh? The pens don't always work on planes
3: because of the pressure change. that That's fascinating. Let me try.
1: Oh, no, please not S- Oh, it just squirted in his face. Sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry. That wasn't ink. Shut! Ah! Ah! This is first class for you. Nobody. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> he squirts it right into his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and he's out. Awesome, Chuck. It worked. Well, not exactly how you wanted to do, but it still it worked. now let's cut down to the buy more and it looks like even casey is curious about how chuck's doing
4: yeah
3: any updates on chuck
4: relax casey he's doing fine
1: but what's this morgan has entered the break room with casey hey john uh you have a second
2: i need a favor
1: Not interested
2: I hate to pull rank here, uh, John, but I am your superior
1: (laughs) I love how he cracks his knuckles
2: What? I need you,
1: okay, please
2: help me I don't know what to do next, Uh, mute Lester and his gang They've taken over the store, they set booby traps for me everywhere I'm going crazy here, I can't fight them by myself anymore They don't follow any rules Insurgents insurgents (laughs)
1: insurgents <laughs> god i love it
5: <laughs> then this will work out i think
1: you know what's funny is adam baldwin was in a film in the 80s called my bodyguard and i totally thought the show was going there like morgan was getting casey to be his bodyguard and i thought it would have been an awesome reference but they don't go there maybe they thought it was too easy i don't know It kind of feels like that vibe because in the movie, the kid, Chris Makepeace, goes up to Adam Baldwin and he kind of says he's having trouble with some kids. Can he help him out? And he's like not interested, but eventually he does help him. It's kind of funny, but could you call it a reference? I don't know. They don't exactly say bodyguard, so I don't know. Maybe I'm just reaching here. Now let's cut back to the plane and Chuck is searching for Panzer's cargo because he needs that key. Well Chuck works his way to the back of the plane the stewardess sees him but you know it's Chuck he's pretty innocent and he heads down the elevator. Whoa this plane has an elevator that's awesome!
3: Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey. hey guys I'm in the cargo hold and it's friggin' freezing in here. Good job.
0: Look for the matching ticket, find the key, get back to your seat. <sighs> Come on. I'm right, aren't I? I should tell you I'm always right. It's annoying, but true.
4: Why don't you tell me what you're right about so I can tell
1: you that you're wrong? Ooh, good one, Sarah. <laughs>
0: My theory about you and Chuck... Most spies push their assets to perform. That's what I do. You protect him. You care for him. You followed him to Lisbon.
4: That's not true.
0: Come on. I was right about this mission, and I'm right about you.
1: You know, Chuck isn't home free yet. That's right, Sarah. He's not. And speaking of, cut to Hugo Panzer, and there he is, passed out on the plane, but. <laughs> <laughs> whoa his watch just electrocuted him and jolted him awake and he just noticed that his boarding pass and his papers are gone he knows who has them and that would be chuck let's cut down into cargo and chuck's still looking for the key
0: What do you got, Chuck?
3: I found it. It's a casket.
0: Smart. The ring knows that customs won't check the body. Open it up. Find the key. That's kind of disgusting. Get it done, Chuck.
1: Yeah, come on, Chuck. You gotta do it. Open that casket. (laughs) No! And there certainly is an old dead guy inside. Hi. Sorry about this. Where are you? Where is it?
3: Oh, dead hands. Dead cold hands.
1: Dead cold. (laughs) I love that. Dead cold hands.
3: Oh, here we go. Ah, Oh, that's disgusting. Dead skin, dead skin, dead skin. Jackpot.
1: Well, Chuck has the key, but it sounds like somebody is coming down the elevator. And that's probably Hugo Panzer. Chuck.
0: Don't answer. He's taking care of Hugo. All he has to do is find the key. He shouldn't need to call. Sarah, pick up, pick up your phone.
1: And what if he's in trouble?
0: Go ahead. Answer it. Just know that if you do, he'll never be a real spy. And one day, that will get him killed.
1: Ah, uh, no, Sarah. You need to pick up the phone. <laughs> Well, Chuck has no choice. Nobody's answering the phone. So he needs to hop in the casket with the dead guy and hide. Sorry. Sorry, old man. Sorry, old
0: man.
1: Don't freak out. (laughs) Certainly, Chuck. Don't freak out. You're just laying on a cold dead guy hiding from Stone Cold Steve Austin who wants to kill you. So Chuck is going to call Casey. <laughs> Casey!
3: Casey! Listen to Bit of a pickle right now i am currently trapped in a coffin with a recently deceased elderly man and a very large bad guy trying to find me aren't you still on the plane right yes i forgot to mention that part the mission is on the plane i have the key but the ring operative is right outside what do
1: i do you get taken what ring agent's gonna find you because you picked the single dumbest place to hide well <laughs> uh, he's not wrong chuck oh gee thanks criticism is always welcome when he does you act like your little girlish self you scream like a banshee so he doesn't think you're a threat when he pulls you out you find a weapon and then flash what if i don't flash then you're dead so flash oh <laughs> Well, he did it, Casey. He certainly screamed like a banshee. Chuck, Chuck.
4: Yeah, Casey.
0: Walker Bartowski's in trouble. The ring operative has him. What?
1: Chuck's been taken.
0: I'm opening a line
3: to his phone.
1: Yeah, you see that, Shaw? You shoulda answered the phone.
3: I sincerely hope that that's not your father. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's what Chuck's concerned with.
5: (laughs) Should have taken my watch. My employer demands a certain heart rate when I'm on the job. Got a little present for you.
1: Oh, a present. That's nice. Well, he's looking for his present. Chuck goes looking for something to help him fight this guy. They really are a fancy team. Nice they're fencing team and chuck now has a foil if you will whoa and hugo panzer has a very long blade you can almost call it a sword or a machete but i think it's just a knife
5: why don't you just come here i'll do this clean easy no pain
1: please be in the intersect yes indeed please be in the intersect and what's this it is That's right, everybody. Chuck knows how to fence, (laughs) and we hear the song "Ready Aim Fire" by the Unknown. On guard. Point. Ooh, I love it. Chuck got a nice slap into his face.
3: What's the matter with you? You know you're gonna die. (laughs)
1: Chuck is handling himself very nicely. These fencing skills are helping him embarrass Panzer. Nice, he's actually disarmed Hugo Panzer. And I love that he keeps cutting the straps to the luggage as he's fighting him. Pretty smart, Chuck. He best. A lot. <laughs> oh, did he? <laughs> and all of the luggage comes tumbling down on Hugo Panzer.
4: Chuck. Chuck, what's happening?
5: Hey,
3: guys, I'm still alive. And my first solo mission was a success.
1: Nice. So Chuck's going to tie up Hugo Panzer and let's cut down to the buy more. And Morgan's going to have a word with the buy morons because he's got Casey on his side now, everybody. And this is the opportunity. All Morgan had to say is meet my new bodyguard. It would have been an awesome reference to the film. My bodyguard. If you guys haven't seen it, go check it out. It's a great classic 80s film. Matt Dillon plays a jerk, bully, but man, it's a great movie. This is a reference to it, isn't it? Uh, Maybe not.
2: Buckle up, Bimorians. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Meet my new lieutenant assistant manager, John Casey. You guys know John from Appliances, or maybe you remember him from the volleyball incident at last year's employee picnic.
1: Yikes. I'd love to hear more about that.
2: (laughs) Either way. For those of you who are willing to abandon the plot to sabotage me and my assistant managership, you're free to go. Well, well, well. Looky what we have here. This is a no-smoking storm. Thanks, Jeff. But you know what? My lieutenant has a right to smoke a cigar if he wants. Or he can put it out. Mr. Casey. <laughs>
1: holy crap he's putting the cigar out in his own hand casey can take all sorts of pain or maybe he feels nothing at all anyone else want to leave (laughs) i love that jeff wants to leave but lester grabs him anything you got to say big guy
3: lester says this isn't over does he
1: Well, something tells me this really isn't over. Meaning Chuck's mission, that is. Cut back to the plane and he's sitting with Hannah. Everything's great. The day is saved. He's got the key. Hugo Panzer is no doubt tied up down below. Chuck just can enjoy the rest of the trip onto Paris. Or can he? And I know
3: it sounds outrageous, but the Eiffel Tower's most amazing engineering feat is the elevator itself... And with that, I realize I'm the most boring person. In the
5: world. No, no, that was an amazing story and and I really like your model.
3: Thanks. <laughs> it was a gift from my dad.
5: Can I ask you a personal question? Sure. Have you ever been to Paris, Chuck?
1: And we hear the song "Wake Up" by Macintosh Braun of course. <laughs>
3: No, I haven't.
5: It's just that you talked about it with such wonder. Like someone who's always wanted to go. No one in first class ever wants to do anything that badly. You're different. You stand out.
3: Thank you. I don't know. This is all kind of new to me. I think I just wanted to fit in, you know?
5: Why? What's your secret, Chuck?
3: Uh, the truth is I work at the Bymore in Burbank. You know, uh, in the Nerd Herd department, I did a home theater install at this guy's house in L.A., and uh, he liked it so much that he wanted me to do the same thing in his home in Paris. So here I am, his ticket. I'm just along for the ride. I don't really belong in Paris, or first class for that matter.
5: That's not true. Do you want to know my secret?
3: Is it scary? <laughs> no.
5: Um, I just got fired from my job. I thought I'd actually convince them to let me stay, but I am now officially flying to Paris to empty out my office. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Meeting you almost makes it worth it.
1: really nice to say now let's cut back to burbank in lester's room that's right everybody we get to see where lester lives and what's this somebody's in his room with him and i also love that uh lester sleeps with a little stuffed elephant (laughs)
5: mama (laughs)
1: oh my goodness Casey has chloroformed Lester and oh my god Lester is strapped to a chair he's bound and gagged with duct tape
5: you're not here you're still sleeping you're still in bed just relax just watch the red dot
1: (laughs) Whoa! Casey's projecting some kind of weird red shape on the wall, and it has Lester totally transfixed to it, and me too.
0: This is your boss. Morgan is your boss. Morgan is your boss.
1: Morgan is your boss.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you
1: just kids suffer from this. He's brainwashing Lester. <laughs> <laughs> I love it,'re yeah,
5: right.
1: happy that Morgan was your boss. I love that we see Morgan's face throughout the red shapes on the wall. I can make just make out the shape of Morgan's face. Morgan is our boss. He's our boss. We're happy that.
5: Morgan is our boss. <laughs> it's hilarious. Wait, this Morgan person is real? This store you work in, it actually exists? Yeah.
3: yeah oh yeah, yes to both of those things. Although, <laughs> uh, even personally, I have quite often wondered if the Buy More was really an insane asylum, but yeah.
1: <laughs> We've all wondered the same thing, Chuck. But what's this? Chuck has a weird look on his face, like his drink tastes weird or something. What is it?
3: Uh, uh, that that uh, that drink. I, I don't remember ordering it. I just kind of appeared out of nowhere.
5: And, and you drank it. Are you okay?
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's just it tasted a little, a little funny.
5: Yeah, you look like you've been poisoned. <laughs>
1: that's crazy poison (laughs) why would you say something like that hannah did everybody else start to think oh no she's part of she's she's an agent too i know we all did but luckily that's not what it was oh no chuck looks over and there's hugo panzer and he's saluting chuck which we know means he's just poisoned Chuck. So naturally, Chuck is going to call Shaw and Sarah once again.
4: <laughs> Chuck, is something wrong?
3: I've just been poisoned! Someone just poisoned me! I think I think it was Hugo. I tied him up downstairs in the cargo hold, but somehow he escaped. What did it taste like? It was very complex. It had a strong nose with hints of apple and then a very sour finish. He's right, it's poison. Chuck, you have to throw up. Just do it right now. Betty! Hugo, he is coming for me. Sir, are you
5: okay? Do you need any help?
3: Sorry, Mexican food. You do not want to come in here.
5: Scream in your dinner.
1: Now the flight attendant has a gun? Crap! Chuck?
3: I am so writing a letter to the airline about this. Shut
4: up. There's only one antidote for that poison, and I have it. Now, right now, you're feeling queasy. In an hour, you'll be in more pain than you could possibly imagine.
3: Okay, fine. What do you want?
4: The key. Now.
3: What key? Oh, 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 the key.
4: You have it. I want it. Give it to me. And don't lie. I'll kill you right here.
3: I have the key, but I don't have it on me. I hid it down in the cargo hold.
1: I see. So naturally down to the cargo hold ooh and chuck is not looking good he's already got the sweats Come on. oh and there's hugo panzer waiting for him not good i don't think he likes you chuck oh hi oh isn't poisoning me enough <coughs> No. no
3: where's the key antidote first
4: this your first mission maybe I led my agent into a mission with two ring operatives
0: he's going to make it how watch this is Blackbriar to crystal palace do you have me palace copy that they need to initiate an executive office override put sentry satellite into inverse orbit over millennium atlantic flight 3923 standing by 3923
4: what are you doing
0: Four years ago, we launched a satellite designed to take control of enemy fighters. Surprisingly, the thing actually works. You're a pilot, right?
4: You're going to take control of that plane that's a 747. I hope
0: you're a quick learner, Captain
1: Walker.
4: Captain
1: Walker! Sorry, guys. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome reference. Back to the show. Whoa! She really is going to take control of the plane down there in Castle! awesome
0: all
3: right i work for the cia okay and that's my boss i cannot give up the key without his authorization first
0: answer it on speaker
3: hi guys if you're wondering
4: i'm doing just dandy
3: Die from being captured, poisoned, and repeatedly sucked in the guts!
4: I have your agent. Order him to give me the key.
3: Who is this?
0: I
4: work for a third party, and my employer doesn't tolerate failure. Now, your man.
2: Oh, Chuck. Seat 2B.
4: Chuck here will be dead in an hour, but I'm in a rush. So, he gives me the key, or I kill
3: him now.
0: Okay. okay
3: he just did you just say i think you meant to say please don't kill my good friend
0: chuck before you shoot him one thing what type of poison are you using
1: i'm not bluffing this this is a cyanide hybrid cyanide hybrid yeah cyanide hybrid come on
0: you've used it before in berlin what serena you used that same poison to take out the Syrian ambassador and i know you work for the ring
4: How do you know this?
0: Don't worry about that. Do what I say. Give my agent the antidote. And I'll let you and your gorilla slide on this one.
4: Who are you?
0: Serena, you can do this. Let him go.
4: I can't. You know my employer. Your agent is alone, and he's going to die.
0: No. My people are never alone. Now.
1: Do it, Sarah! (laughs) Sarah rocked rock the plane and the gun goes sliding across the room. Disengaging y'all damper. Whoa, and there goes the antidote rolling away <laughs> and Chuck goes after it. Inducing negative G's ah! Ah! Yes, Chuck has the antidote and the luggage comes tumbling down on Hugo Panzer once again. Oh, and Serena. folks. We've run into a patch of turbulence. Please return to your seats right now. But what's this? Serena's got a hold of her gun once again and I think she's going to shoot Chuck. You shot a gun at a plane, are you crazy? I think she is crazy Chuck, but luckily something hits her in the head and knocks her out. (laughs) And now Chuck seizes the opportunity to drink the antidote. And what's this? Chuck has found his nunchucks. Michelangelo would be so proud. Ah, a fellow Chucker, eh? Yes, he is.
4: Got
5: it.
1: I love it while he's doing all this cool nunchuck stuff, not even looking in the right direction luggage is falling all over them and they're both out cold so really chuck doesn't get to use his nunchucks
3: hey i'm alive and i have the key unfortunately i did not get to use my nunchucks
1: yeah bummer maybe next time chuck this is black
0: riot crystal palace Disable link on my mark. Copy that. Three, two, one, three. Uplink terminated. Thank you, Palace. Well, flight crew would never even know we were there. Just another day in the office. I do everything I can to protect my people. I lost one spy. It was my fault. And it will never happen again. Why were you in Lisbon?
4: I went to Barry Bryce, my partner. He wanted his ashes there. Lisbon was our first mission. I knew I wasn't supposed to leave, but I promised him that I would take care of it, so I did. If you want me out, just tell Beckman and she'll reassign me.
0: Why would I do that? I need you. I just had to be sure that the ring hadn't gotten to you already.
1: And now do you believe me? Every word, sir. I'm sure a lot of that was true That was some of the truth Now let's cut to Paris And Chuck has arrived But he's still on the plane Ladies
4: and gentlemen,
5: welcome to Paris Charles de Gaulle My name is you,
3: bienvenue à Paris Chuck, how are you feeling? Um, much better, thanks Yeah, sorry about that whole air sickness episode It wasn't my finest hour
5: No, it's okay Chuck, I'm gonna be here for a couple of days Clearing things up I would love it if I could show off the Eiffel Tower to you. What do you say?
3: Absolutely. That that would be amazing.
5: Great.
0: Hello? Chuck, our Paris station is taking over custody of the ring operatives. They send their compliments. Fantastic. That is great news. Another thing? Stay on the plane. Need that key back in Burbank ASAP. Uh... Uh, really, I can't. Mission's over, Chuck. Time to come home.
5: What is it?
3: The install job I was going to do here in uh, Paris has been canceled. So, more needs me back immediately. I have to stay on the plane.
5: But what about Paris?
3: Don't Don't worry about it. It's 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 no big deal. I'll get back here eventually. And uh, And And furthermore, oh. Hannah, if um if you ever find yourself in burbank and i don't know what the chances of you finding yourself in burbank are but if you do find yourself in burbank and you're still without a job my assistant manager owes me about a million and a half favors although i have to warn you you will be terribly overqualified for the job (laughs) thank you oh you're welcome it was uh, a pleasure to meet you anna
5: it was great to meet you too chuck (laughs) Well, it's a bummer Chuck didn't
1: get to stay in Paris, but he made quite the impression on Hannah. But at least Chuck gets to see the Eiffel Tower from the window of the plane. Now let's cut to the buy more and let's see how that brainwashing worked on Lester.
5: (laughs) Lester. Dude.
1: What are we going to do? About Morgan and his new goon. Morgan? Yeah. How are we going to get back at him? Morgan Grimes is the kindest, warmest, most understanding human being I've ever known in my life. (laughs) <laughs> I love Jeff's face there. like what and I love that Morgan is watching it from the window of the break room wow that is too
0: cool how did you do that don't ask plausible deniability plausible deniability
2: yeah of course of course
0: your key sir very good Chuck your first solo mission I am impressed well thank you
3: but i would be dead if it wasn't for you guys
0: all right who wants to see if this key works what is it a weapon no it's a lockbox. box belonging to a spy i had inside the ring it's all of the intel the agent had
1: Could have been. Chuck's intrigued, too.
4: What's in the envelope, Shaw?
1: It's a wedding ring.
0: She was killed by a ring agent five years ago. Her name is Evelyn Shaw. Eve both made the same mistake, Sarah. You fell in love with spies.
1: Dang. Had the Shaw guy all wrong? He's really suffered. Maybe he's a good guy after all. And we hear the song La Amouruse" by Carla Bruni. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I did the best I could. <laughs> and let's cut to Chuck at the Bymore Desk. And he has no idea what's going on with Morgan in Lester being brainwashed and stuff. And it's kind of funny that he'll probably never know.
4: What's
1: with
3: the looks? You gave me a raise. Inflation, buddy.
2: See what happens when you go away for a two-day install?
3: Everything changes. Eh, I don't know. Sometimes I think everything just stays the same. But maybe that's just me. Chuck, what happened on the install? Nothing, buddy. Nothing at all. Or
1: now.
4: And
1: he's gone. Oh, those two. And Chuck stares longingly at his tiny little Eiffel Tower that his dad gave him. And don't look now, Chuck, but Hannah! has just entered the store. That's right, she's here in Burbank.
4: Je wow.
1: How awesome was that, guys? Chuck's first solo mission on an airplane with Stone Cold Steve Austin trying to kill him. It was pretty cool. It was a fun episode. Sarah, she wasn't ready to let Chuck be on his own because, hey, we know Sarah loves Chuck. She doesn't want him to get hurt. But Chuck, he kind of thrived on his own. I mean, yeah, he needed a lot of help. But that's why they're a team, right? Chuck's not going to be working alone very often. He's got his buddies with him. Team Bartowski. He's got Sarah. He's got Casey. I love it. It was a lot of fun. And meanwhile, we have Morgan. He's all on his own. And the bi morons are out to get him. I love that he went to Casey for help. And I love that Casey brainwashed Lester. It's hilarious. It's wrong in so many ways. He friggin' brainwashed Lester morgan is my boss (laughs) it was fun it was a fun episode guys thank you so much for listening to the chuck series companion it always kind of rejuvenates me when i can get back into it and record an episode and i appreciate that you guys take the time to listen to it now if you would check out chuck podcast.blogspot.com there you can find my recap of this episode and of course this episode itself Also, on the right-hand column, you'll see a link to iTunes. Go ahead and go to iTunes and review the show for me. I'd appreciate it. Also, if you want, send me an email at nimpodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Tell me what you think of Chuck. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. And that's it for this time. Next time, we'll be covering Season 3, Episode 6, Chuck versus the Nacho Sampler. But until then, guys, get out there, watch some more Chuck and I'll see you next time! You act like your little girlish self. You scream like a banshee so he doesn't think you're a threat. Now this is podcasting.
0: This is your boss. Morgan is your boss. Morgan is your boss. Morgan is your boss.
5: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Morgan is Lester's boss. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: de find out what he's doing for the ring
3: piece of cake look at cocky bartowski i'm doing something weapons
1: related
5: but that's really all i can say
1: i got this had to send in a closer
4: you got something on your lip
3: he doesn't know who he's dealing with they're gonna kill him he built a new intersect